Welcome to a Radio 191 FM podcast. Only this week, the Human Rights Commission released a report which, <clears throat> which highlights a prevalence of racism, sexism, queerphobia and bullying in workplaces throughout Aotearoa. The Experiences of Workplace Bullying and Harassment in Aotearoa New Zealand report used a 3,000 participant strong survey to gather data on and showcase the interpersonal issues New Zealanders face in their working environment, with 30% of respondents saying they'd been sexually harassed. The report also found that Māori, Pacifica and Asian workers, along with along with disabled and bisexual workers, were disproportionately affected by workplace harassment, with workers in healthcare also experiencing a high amount a high amount of racial and sexual harassment and bullying. Joining me now to discuss why workplaces in Aotearoa feature so much harassment and what can be done about it is first union first union general secretary Dennis Maga. How's it going, Dennis? Uh, hello everyone, Kelkotokatua. So Dennis, do you think that these findings of high amounts of racism, sexism, and bullying in our country's workplaces is surprising at all? Uh, no, no, because we've been hearing these um, concerns for quite some time now. And I, I think uh, if ever we put some context here, we've been getting these reports where uh, workplaces haven't adapted um, diversity um, as part of their uh, working arrangement and the consciousness of employers to provide a proper training to the staff to embrace diversity and train their managers accordingly. Um, I think this is the, these are the places that we have to focus on because we've been getting a lot of reports about uh, this, this racism, uh, this sexual harassment, and that how the dis- uh, disabilities are disadvantaged in that workplace arrangement. Why do you think the prevalence of these abusive and intolerable behaviours are so high in New Zealand's workplaces? I think we have to put this in a couple of contexts. One is that we, we believe that there is an unconscious bias towards um, uh, people of colour here in New Zealand. Um, and as of now, we do not categorize them that this is actually a conscious effort to malign those migrant workers, former refugees, or whatsoever. But I think the readiness and consciousness of um, some people, especially in some workplaces, that they fear of none is the barrier for them to understand the culture of other people. Um, the fear that uh, the, their culture is being replaced by another one is also... Uh, affecting their consciousness. And that's the reason why in our union we run this program about understanding the unconscious bias that maybe some of our members and even companies don't really understand that it does affect other people um, and they have to be conscious about this one if ever they've been um, um, informed and educated accordingly. Um. As the, General Sec- as the General Secretary of First Union, a union representing over 29,000 members across Aotearoa who are in a, a range of sectors, a wide range of sectors, how often do you hear about some of these problems from your members? Um, we often hear this. Uh, these are problems we've been hearing in many workplaces uh, across the country. And however, I think if ever we look at in, in, in two ways here, uh, many companies now have adapted about training and, and conscious building about uh, cultures in the workplace. 
and even actually are recognizing that that some of their people speak other languages. Uh, they just have to make sure that these languages are respected, but they also have to respect the uh, speaking, for example, English in the workplace is a health and safety concern, especially when you are actually uh, working on the shop floor. Um, and the second one is if, if the company, for example, lacks of uh, training or understanding and embracing diversity, then this problem continues to manifest. And the problem in our society right now, if ever it continues to manifest, some of this behavior remains unchecked. Some of these behavior, um, some of these people felt that they did nothing or they did not harm anyone, despite the fact that some people were actually humiliated or have been affect, affected um, mentally, uh, emotionally, to the point that they're losing interest to go back to work because they are scared to see those people that keep on um, harassing them, that keep on um, bringing those kind of behavior attitude in the workplace that is really harmful for them. Um, do you think there's any legislation the government could introduce to make workplaces friendlier and safer? For instance, uh, we don't have a working definition of bullying in our laws. Could that be a start? Um, I totally agree with that one. Um, in, in fact, um, if ever you file a bullying case against an individual or an employer, um, it's, it's really hard to win this case in the court, depending on the severity and uh, evidence that was established uh, when you actually proceed uh, um, your case in the Employment Relations Authority or Employment Court. Uh, there's a lack of definition, and it must be defined. Um, I don't know if ever it's going to be Health and Safety Act or um, an exclusive legislation just to address uh, bullying as bullying. Uh, there's also misconception that uh, some of those one-off harassment, some people think that it's already a bullying case against them. Um, there's a lack of understanding about that because for us, when you say bullying, this is a repetitive behavior of one person to another person, and there could be an element of um, power imbalance here uh, that could also be considered as a factor. And these are the things that need to be considered in the legislation. The second one is, I think it's about time that there should be some overhaul uh, in terms of uh, the function of ACC and the way it accepts claims, because Mental health claims, especially those who are victims of bullying and harassment, um, it's still unclear, and NCC actually doesn't accept them as a legitimate claim when people are actually suffering from uh, from harm, um, harm of bullying and harassment. So you think that could be a start for, for maybe turning around and improving our workplaces? Um, I think the bullying as a legislation and ACC accepting the mental health uh, concerns, those are the good start. Uh, if ever, uh, the government will be open-minded about that one. And from my understanding, the uh, the union movement is not the only one asking for this. Even actually, uh, business sector is also asking for the same changes. And, and hopefully, um, in the next few years there will be some legislation to address this otherwise this will continue to be a repetitive behavior in the workplace that will be remain in check um one last question just to wrap this interview up uh what can in unions do to help resolve this issue besides 
advocacy and and campaigning could they for instance introduce clauses in a bargaining agreement about bullying or harassment against their union members that that can't happen and if it happens they can say take their employer or fellow colleague to court or something like that yeah um, i think two ways that we address that one is of course you're establishing relationship with the company uh, how to work together to address this bullying and harassment um, behavior in the workplace. Um, um, from time to time, and, and sometimes we call this quarterly forum, uh, we do have those meetings with the company and, and check whether there are some prevalent behaviors in the workplace that need to be checked. And, and if ever there's a potential bullying and harassment complaint that needs to be addressed um, straight away. The second one is we're using our collective agreement to put a clause there that if ever, for example, there is a, a bullying investigation, then we ask that a third party must be involved uh, to make sure that the investigation will be um, uh, credible for both parties. And that such investigation is not simply uh, to address um, employment relationship, but also how to improve the culture in the workplace. Mm. Well, thank you so much for coming on uh, the program, Dennis, and speaking on such a complicated topic. Okay, cool. Awesome. All right, thank you. Have a good day. Take care. Thanks for listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. There are heaps more at r1.co.nz.